الرحمن الرحیم لا حول ولا قوت الا بالله العلی العظیم الحمد لله رب العالمین صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا ابي القاسم المصطفى محمد رسيما بقيه الله في الارضين اجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من اعوانه وانصاره our discussion today is about a very profound concept in the Quran and that is the concept of witness shaheed or shahid and because this is based on the Quran so it can be very helpful for dialogue between Shia and non-Shia Muslims of course during my discussion I will refer also to some hadith but from Sunni sources and I you know request you to have concentration on this topic because it comes as you know a series of changes There are different people, different things that act as witness. Whatever we do, whatever we believe, whatever lies in our heart is witnessed. And this is not a physical witness necessary. For example, we all believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is witness above all. We all read in Surah Al-Alaq. Alam ya'lam yara. This, is, this ayah is very good to make us always remembering Him and to be careful in our actions and our you know, deeds and our even memories and thought Alam ya'lam yara does not man know that Allah is seeing him is looking at him so Allah is there as witness angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are also witness but in addition to all these there are some human beings who also are witnesses. In the Quran, in several places, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that for each nation, for each group of people, for each qawm, there is a witness. In Surah An-Nisa number 41, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says A'udhu billah min ash-shaytan ar-rajim Fakayfa idha jikna min kull ummatin bil-shaheed wa jikna bika ala haulai shaheeda What would be the situation for the people when we 
bring from every nation a witness. Inshallah, I will say what is the function of this witness later. We will bring from each nation a witness. And we will bring you, Muhammad, the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You will be brought also as witness for your ummah. But inshallah I will explain later that this will be for Muslims in the time of the Prophet. Or in Surah Al-Nahl, number 84, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again says, وَيَوْمَ نَبْعَثُ مِنْ كُلُّ أُمَّةً Remember the day that we will take from every nation a witness. So this witness was witnessing the acts, the beliefs, and everything of that nation, but on the day of judgment, he will be brought to give report. And again, in Surah Al-Nal number 89, in Surah Al-Qisas number 75, so there are many ayahs of the Quran which confirm the same fact that there is a witness for every nation, for every qawm, every group of people. What is the role of this witness? This witness has different roles. One is that he is to be adopted as a role model. He embodies all the standards, all the values. If you want to embody all the values in one person, that will be that person. So people, by looking at him and considering him as their example, they realize what to do. This is one function. But this is not the end of the story. In addition to that, that shaheed, that witness, is also aware of what is happening in that nation. So whatever people do, individually or as a group collectively all is known by that shaheed otherwise there is no point in having this shaheed and asking him for reports on the day of judgment if shaheed is not aware so he is not a witness what is the point of bringing someone on the day of judgment and asking him what his ummah has done if he doesn't know Especially if we bear in mind that the issue of faith is not something visible. You can look at the face of the people and say, for example, whether they are healthy or not. Sometimes you may be able to say that. Or look at their face and say, for example, do they observe the apparent aspect of Sharia or not? This may be understood by just looking at the external you know, life of the people. But how can you realize someone is a real mu'min or a hypocrite? The only way is to have a gate into the heart of the people. Iman is something hidden, is something secret. No one can realize this. Especially if you want to realize this about 
hundreds of thousands or millions of people. So, this Shaheed has to be endowed with a special knowledge, a special ma'rifah by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is very important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please remember these verses in your mind, or if you have not, please make notes, or later, you know, listen again. These verses are very important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran talks about the Prophet Muhammad as a witness. Some Sunni Mufassirins, some Sunni commentators of the Quran have said that according to these verses, Shahida. The Prophet is a witness for all Muslims throughout the history of Islam. Whatever it you know, goes on, the Prophet is the witness. So they mean that which means these refer to all Muslims generations after generations. This is what has been for example said by Zamakhshari in his tafsir which is known Al-Kashaf so he says the prophets are to be considered as witnesses for their ummah throughout the ages Jesus is a witness for Christians not only Christians of his time all Christians throughout the history of Christianity Musa salam was witness for his ummah whenever there is a Jew, Musa is his witness. But we say, this is not what the Quran says. Although the Prophet Muhammad is a witness, and although all Muslims can and must take examples and lessons from the life of the Prophet, but this witness is different. This witness must be always contemporary to the nation. This witness must live in the time that that nation lives. Why? What is my argument? We go back to the Quran about Prophet Isa salam. You know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet Isa did you tell the people to make me and my mother your gods and worship me and my mother? The Prophet Isa would reply, Never. I only told them what you asked me to tell them. I asked them to worship you, not to worship me or my mother. So, they cannot say that this is what Isa has told us. In Surah Al-Ma'idah, number 117, this ayah is very crucial. Number 117, Isa alayhi says, وَكُنْتُ عَلَيْهِمْ شَهِيدًا مَا دُمْتُ فِيهِمْ 
فلما توفيتني كنت أنت الرقيب عليهم وأنت على كل شيء شهيد. I was witness over them ما دمت فيهم as long as I was with them كنت عليهم شهيدا I was witness over them as long as I was with them فلما توفيتني when you received me then كنت أنت الرقيب عليهم it was only you that was supervising and witnessing whatever they do and you are witness over everything but that particular human witness which is there for every nation Isa salam says that I had that role only when I was with them when you received me then I was not anymore the witness this is a very important concept وَكُنْتُ عَلَيْهِمْ شَهِيدًا and we know that Isa alayhi salam is alive Isa didn't die and this is why he doesn't say when I died you were raqib says once I had a discussion with some Ahmadi people and they were arguing from this verse and some similar you know text that Isa alayhi salam is dead. Why? Because Allah says, فَلَمَّا تَوَفَّيْتَنِي and wafat means death. But this is not the meaning of wafat. Tawafi means to receive something completely. So we use tawafi for death indirectly. Otherwise the meaning of tawafi is just to receive something. And in the case of the Prophet Isa alayhi salam, never Quran says that Musa Mata, Musa died. Whatever is mentioned about Musa is that Allah received him, took him, or Allah raised him. Rafa'ahullahu ilayhi. We never have that Allah let Musa, uh, let Isa die or, you know, take his life. So, Although Isa is alive, it's very important. Although Isa is alive, but he is no witness anymore. Why? Because his contact, his physical contact with his Ummah is stopped. So we need a witness for all nations who knows whatever they do, whatever they keep in their hearts, and he lives in the same time that they live. And in addition to that, we look for a witness who has all knowledge about the book. This is another aspect of witness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says, أَفَمَنْ كَانَ عَلَى بَيِّنَةٍ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَيَتْلُوهُ شَاهِدٌ مِنْ You know, the pagans were not prepared to believe in the Prophet. They were not prepared to admit the truth of his message. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
افمن کان علا بینت من ربی Do you dispute over something which is proved by clear evidence This prophet has bayana, has clear evidence, clear proofs. How can you dispute? Okay? Afaman kana ala bayinatim in rabbi. And then, wayatluhu shahidun min. Please don't lose this, you know, point. These are very important. This is outcome of, you know, many, many research, you know. So please be very careful. Yatluhu shahidun min. This is Quran. The Quran says, Do you dispute about the one who has been given clear evidence by Allah and a witness from him follows him? Yatluhu means follows that prophet, that person. Shahidun, a witness. Minhu, from him. Who was the witness over the Ummah following the Prophet from the Prophet? Who was that? وَيَتْلُوهُ شَاهِدٌ مِنْ So the Prophet was himself a witness. But after that we need again witness. Why? Because we said that there must be a live witness. Okay? This ayah also confirms, it says that there is a witness following the Prophet and from the Prophet. What does it mean, from the Prophet? This is a very important concept of Quran again. Men is very important. Men means in the Quran, in many, many cases, in cases similar to this, means someone who completely and perfectly follows another person. In the hadith, you have all heard this about Salman. That As-Salman minna ahl al-bayt. Salman is from us. Can we say we are from the, from the ahl al-bayt? And all the Shia are from the Ahlul Bayt? Not in this particular sense. We cannot say. It's only Salman and also there are some few other people who are introduced in the same way. That they are Menna Ahlul Bayt. This Menna Ahlul Bayt, they are from us. It means that they have totally followed us. Entirely followed us. You may have heard that once Salman was walking with Imam Ali. And when Imam Ali looked back, saw that there is only one footprint, one set of footprints. If two people are, you know, walking, so there must be two sets of footprints. So as Salman, aren't you walking? There is no footprint. He said, I am putting every step of my in your footprint, in your place. See how careful this person is? Of course, this is not something which is very religiously significant for ordinary people. But a person at that stage which wants to make every aspect of his life according to his role model, so he's very careful about this. He puts all his footsteps in the 
فوتپرینت هست که ما سو اسلمان منا اهل البیت ارد فرافت محمد صلی الله علیه و علی و سلم سید حسینون منی what does it mean? it means that Hussein is Muslim? no it means Hussein is my relative? no Hussein منی means Hussein is like me if you want to see how I behave what I believe look at Hussein because Hussein is totally melt or you could say you know uh, disappeared in me melting to me there is a case I didn't see this case myself but I heard from one of ulama that once one of the Amavids, one of the people who was offspring of Umayyah he was a Shia and someone who loved Ahlul Bayt so he had a question from Imam Sadiq the question was I am a Shia I love you but I am very worried because all Mu'mineen curse Bani Umayyah you know we have in Ziyarat Ashwa La'anallahu Bani Umayyah taqatibatan may Allah curse all children of Umayyah qatibatan means all entirely so he said so am I included in this curse am I also being cursed because I am you know through my blood you know ties one of them Imam Sadiq said anta amawiyun minna ahl al-bayt you are from the same family but you are from us so that curse doesn't reach you doesn't hurt you because in this world it is very important who is your father who is your grandfather but in akhirah the relations are based on realities not just on you know genes of the people you know and DNA and whatsoever maybe someone is son of ma'asum but in akhirah has nothing to do with that you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Nuh I am clarifying the concept of men. You know, the Prophet knew was told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that when the flood comes and all people, you know, will be killed, Nuh and his family and a group of believers, you know, this will be saved. Nuh alayhi salam so that his son is drowning you know and he didn't listen he said come to us he said no I will go top of a mount and I will be saved this will protect me from water so he didn't listen to his father when the prophet knew so that he is drowning and he's going to die soon <coughs> He asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very politely, very, very politely. This is an example how we should be polite. He said, He said, My son is from me. And your promise always comes true. Justice. 
He didn't say, why my son is, you know, being killed? Why you didn't, you know, keep your promise? No. He said, this is my family, from my family, from me, and your promise always comes through. So, the conclusion is, why this is not, this person is not saved? What did Allah say? Allah said, إِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ أَهْلِكَ إِنَّهُ عَمَلٌ غَيْرُ صَالِحِ he said, he is not from you. He, your son is not from you. Why? Because he doesn't follow you. إِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ أَهْلِكَ إِنَّهُ عَمَلٌ غَيْرُ صَالِحِ And it is very interesting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to a person and said, this person is amal غير صالح. This is a bad deed, a bad act. He has done so much bad things that you can say this is a, an embodiment of bad act. Amalun غير صالح. Okay? So to be from someone is very significant. I give you another example. And this is good a good story also to learn for our uh, youngsters. There is a hadith which is known by narration is by narrators of hadith as hadithul wilayah this hadith is narrated by our Sunni brothers in many sources including uh, Musnad by Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal in Termizi and also in books other than Sahah by Tabari and others but they have mentioned it in different ways some people have mentioned it Completely, some just part of this. The whole story, according to what has been narrated by Tabarani, is this. He says that once the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, sent a group of Muslims. To Yemen. And the Prophet appointed Ali and Khalid ibn Walid as two commanders for half, each for half of the army, Islamic army, Muslim army. But the Prophet said that if battle happens, all must be under command of Ali. Okay? So they went there and they had to fight. So Ali took the control of all army and they won. After they won, because Ali was the commander, he distributed the booties. And you know, one-fifth of booties must be given as homes. So, Ali had something and according to what these Sunni say, Ali had made as his portion of Khums. These people were very interested in having that portion of booty. So they were very angry with Ali. This story is very important and you find it in many Sunni sources. Khalid ibn al-Walid, who was 
feeling very, you know, also jealous because, you know, Ali was in charge of all army and, you know, they had many problems. So said, this is good opportunity, a golden opportunity to report this to the Prophet and make Ali in the eyes of Prophet, you know, very bad. So, he wrote a letter and asked the person who is called Buraidah. You take this letter to Medina. They were in Yemen. You take this letter to the Prophet and he also asked three people to accompany him. So, there were four people. Buraidah and three other people who were responsible to take this letter to the Prophet and report to the Prophet what Ali did. Buraidah says that Kuntu obghizu aliyan bughdan lam obghizu ahadan qattu I felt so much hostile towards Ali and I hated Ali so much that I never hated anyone like Ali. Wa ahbabtu khalidan hubban لم أحبه إلا على بغض علي and I loved so much Khaled because I knew that Khaled also hates Ali this is what Buraydah says so the narrator is not a Shia or you know someone loved Ali so he said we went to Medina when we reached Medina the Prophet was not in the mosque we went to the mosque the Prophet was not he was in his house so we went to the house of the Prophet we saw there were some companions of the Prophet near the house of the Prophet. Again, I need to read exactly the phrase to see how people had this hatred for Ali. The people who were not sincere, you know, followers of the Prophet. So, he says, Qalu means those people who were next to the house of the Prophet. Qalu Ma Agdamaka. What has brought you here? You are supposed to be in Yemen. Why you four have come all this way here? Qalat Jariyatun Akhadaha Aliyun Minal Khums Fajetul Ukhbaran Nabi. Because Ali has done this and we came to report to the Prophet. Qalu. Those people said, what do you expect those people say? You expect them to say, why you were, you know, in rush, you could, you know, wait later, or Ali is not someone to be complained. You expect such things. But they said, They said, go and report. This caused Ali to lose his position in the eyes of the Prophet. So they encouraged them to go and say to Ali. To the Prophet what Ali did. And this is what, why we have in Dua'i Nudbe that Ali because of fighting against many of these pagans and killing you know, some of their fathers and brothers and cousins فَأَوْدَعَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ أَحْقَادًا بَدْرِيَّةً وَخَيْبَرِيَّةً وَخُنَيْنِيَّةً وَغَيْرَهُنْ this caused that there were some enmity and hatred in the hearts because of the war of Khaybar, because of the war of Bad, because of the war of, war of uh, Hunayn and others. 
Among Muslims, they hated Ali. So he said, they told me, go and report the Prophet. The Prophet, you know, the house of the Prophet was not very big. So if some people, you know, started, you know, talking, the Prophet could listen. So the Prophet, even, you know, in the natural way, could listen. So the Prophet came out and said, what is happening? So he says, I gave the Prophet the letter. And the Prophet took the letter with his left hand, not with the right hand, showing, you know, that he's not interested. So the first person reported to the Prophet, the Prophet didn't pay any attention, didn't react. The second, the third. You remember I told there were three people appointed by Khaled to accompany this Buraida. So Buraida says, I, uh, you know, bowed my neck towards the earth so that I don't look at the face of the Prophet so can, I can dare, you know, to say. And I said whatever I wanted about Ali. When I finished, I raised my head. And I look at the face of the Prophet. And the Prophet was so angry that I never saw him so angry except in the war of Qurayza, Bani Qurayza and Bani Nazir. You know, the two wars against the Jews of Medina. So he said, I never saw the Prophet so angry except in those two cases. And this is what exactly the Prophet said. Mada Turidun Amen Ali. Mada Turidun Amen Ali. For three times. He said, What do you want from Ali? Why you are always concerned about Ali? Ali is from me and I am from Ali. And he is the master of all believers after me. This is in Sunni sources. This is in Mu'jamul Awsad Tabarani, volume 5, page 217. And also in Musnad by Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, volume 5, page 66. The number, serial number is 19,426. But there, instead of saying Maza Turidun Ali, he says Da'u Aliyan. Da'u Aliyan means leave Ali. Do not talk about Ali. Inna Aliyan minni wa anamin. The same concept. Ali is from me and I am from Ali. He is the master of every believer after me. This is in Musnad of Ahmad and also in Sahih by Termizi. Volume 5, page. 632, he says that the Prophet said, So this is in two of Saha and other sources. So what does this hadith say? Of course, this is very clear proof to, to you know, prove that Imam Ali was the, supposed to be the successor of the Prophet. But, my point is not related to that part. My point is related to this part. Ali is from me and I am from Ali. This is very profound idea. 
So when you read the Quran, and the Quran says, وَيَتْلُوهُ شَاهِدٌ مِّنْهُ A witness from him follows him. Who is the witness among Muslims who follows the Prophet and he is from the Prophet? Other than Ali. In the story of declaration of the ayah of Bara'ah, you know the story, when the ayah of Bara'ah was revealed to the Prophet, the Prophet sent Abu Bakr to declare this to Kuffar, to pagans. That according to Allah's command, after this year they cannot come to Masjid al-Haram. La yaqrabul Masjid al-Haram ba'da amahim hadha. Okay? So, Abu Bakr went to declare this to the pagans. After a while, the Prophet asked someone to tell Abu Bakr to come back before he could, you know, deliver the message. And our Sunni brothers, you know, report that Abu Bakr was very sad and was crying. When he met the Prophet, he said, Is there any verse of the, verse of the Quran revealed? Because he was worried that maybe Allah has revealed something about him. The Prophet said, No. But I am asked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to declare this verse either myself or a man from me. La illa ana aw rajulun minni. So he sent Ali. So what does minni mean? Minni is very important. It doesn't mean that just whoever says that I believe in the Prophet, whoever says I am Muslim, even if he is caliph, he can say that I am from the Prophet. The other verse in the Quran which is very important to prove the idea that Imam Ali was witness is kafaru lasta mursala. If you want the address, this is Surah Al-Ra'd, number 43. يَقُولُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَسْتَ مُرْسَلَةً Those who disbelieve, they say, you are not sent by Allah. لَسْتَ مُرْسَلَةً Means you are not a prophet, you are not a messenger. قُلْ شَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكُمْ Tell them, it's sufficient for me, that Allah is witness between me and you. As we said, Allah is witness over everything. But then Allah says, وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ إِلْمُ It's sufficient for me that Allah is witness between me and you and the one who has all knowledge of the book. Who is the one who has all knowledge of the book who can be witness between the Prophet and Kuffar? Look, among all companions of the Prophet, and say, we need someone who can be considered as witness between the Prophet and pagans. And he has this quality that he has Elmul Kitab. And Elmul Kitab is very important. You know the story of Sulaiman salam. When the Prophet Sulaiman was to meet the queen of Sabah. 
he told who can bring the throne of the queen before she arrives. There was a member of Jen. A Jen was there. A free terminal Jen was there and said, I can bring the throne before you stand up. How long it takes to stand up? Few seconds. Said, I can bring the throne before you stand up. But there was Asaf ibn Barkhiya, who was successor and Vasi of Suleiman. He had Elmun min al Kitab. Elmun min al Kitab, those who know Arabic, they realize the difference between Elmun min al Kitab and Elmul Kitab. Elmun min al Kitab means some knowledge of the book. Elmul Kitab means all knowledge of the book. So, Asif ibn Bakhya, who had some knowledge of the book, said, I will bring the throne before your eyes blink. It means immediately. Because it's maybe less than one-tenth of a second. So, the one who had some knowledge of the book was able to have such a power, such extraordinary power and control in this world that he could bring something from the other part of the world to here immediately. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that tell them it's sufficient that Allah is my witness and the one who has all knowledge of the book. A Sunni scholar is called Haskani or Hasakani in his book Shawahid al-Tanzil. And you can find this if I mention the detailed address in volume 1 page 400 onwards he mentions several hadith that this verse is revealed about Ali وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ إِلْمُ الْكِتَابِ means Ali and also Allama Taba Taba'i in his Al-Mizan mentions hadith from Ahlul Bayt so Haskani mentions from Sunni sources Allama Taba Taba'i in Al-Mizan from Ahlul Bayt that this is Ali but even you know if we disregard this hadith just you know very simple question Whoever, you know, has fair understanding of history of Islam and the companions of the Prophet. If you ask him, who was the most knowledgeable companion of the Prophet? No one can suggest any person other than Ali. This is, you know, what all our Sunni brothers, you know, admit. And you know that how many times, tens of times, it's said about 70 times, the second Caliph said, Lawla Aliyun lahalaka Umar. Because Imam Ali was giving them, you know, guidance, consultation, giving them, you know, ideas about Islam. So in 70 times or maybe more, he said, if Ali were not there, I would have been destroyed. So this is also another verse of the Quran, which is very important, indicating that Ali was witness. So 
there must be a witness for every nation. And this witness must be alive. So after the Prophet we need witness. Who was witness? It must be Ali. But in addition to this, we have two particular verses which refers to Ali. Woman عِنْدَهُ عِلْمُ الْكِتَابِ And the other is وَيَتْلُوهُ شَاهِدٌ مِنْ From the same verses we can also realize that today we have a witness. Who is our witness today? This is Imam Mahdi. Alayhi salam. So if... See, so if someone says, is there any verse in the Quran indicating that we need an alive Imam to be a witness over whatever we do, we say yes. This is one of those. Of course, there are many verses. But this set of verses of the Quran is one of those verses which indicate that we need Imam Zaman. And this is confirmed in many hadiths from Ahlul Bayt that all our acts are presented to Imam Zaman regularly. And Imam Zaman is aware of whatever we do, whatever we say, whatever you know we even have in our mind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps him informed and he is witness not only over us over all human beings. There are also some other verses of the Quran, but I think this is enough for us. Inshallah, if there is chance, maybe you yourself, you know, continue, or maybe in future, you know, we will have chance to talk about this. There are verses in the Quran which talks about the necessity of having hadi guide, and we can prove according to the Quran that guide must be a divine guide not someone who learns from others guide must be someone who has direct and immediate knowledge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also the verse which says according to what Allah has very clearly proved this means that every nation on the day of judgment will be called to come with their true Imam. Because many people say that it means that on the day of judgment good people will be brought with good Imam and bad people with bad Imam. But Allah says no. means all people will be called to come and in front of them is their Imam. And then they will be checked against their imam. If their imam is followed, they will be given their books in the right hand. Otherwise, they will be given their books in the left hand. These are many verses, but <coughs> I think it's enough for us. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, inshallah, increase our acquaintance with the Quran and with the Islam so that we can increase our knowledge about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and about the Prophet and about Ahlul Bayt and then we can get closer to them and inshallah resemble them you know that today is the day of Shahada and Alhamdulillah you all have been able to
revived the night of Qadr Ihya'u Laylat Al-Qadr and you had Majalis so just at this moment it's good again to refer to one small aspect of this tragedy you know that one of the things that we read in the life of the of Imam Imam Ali is that he was very careful about the people who were under his power he was a caliph and at that time the Islamic you know, state was very large very big but Imam Ali felt responsible for every single Muslim he was not saying oh I have lots of responsibility to do so it's not important that if there is one orphan here or one poor there or one beggar there or one blind old person you know there he was worried about every single person and you know that Imam Ali alayhi salam in his own time not during the day which he was busy with the you know running the Islamic you know state and government in his private time in during the nights after midnight one of the things that he was doing regularly was to visit houses of the poor people of the people who were either very old or who had orphans and in many cases they even didn't know that this is Ali who is helping them because Ali was not to promote his name Ali was just to help them and to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was considering this as his responsibility not as something mustahab this is not something mustahab this is something compulsory for us to look after the people who are in need and in cases we read that for example when Imam Ali saw a lady who had some orphans and Imam Ali helped her to carry the flour for making bread to her house and Imam went himself and made the oven ready and prepared bread that lady praised Ali but he didn't, she didn't know that who is Ali and in front of Imam Ali asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for revenge against Ali and Imam said what Ali has done to you and she said my husband is martyred in one of the wars but Ali's government is not helping us we have orphans so Imam Ali asked her you know to forgive Ali and when Imam Ali prepared the fire for making bread for them he drew his face closer to the fire and said this is your future if you fail to observe you know what you must do so Ali was so much you know careful about what is happening around but unfortunately we see that one of the aspects of the disregard or lack of appreciation of Imam Ali was what happened maybe by the same people to his children 
when the caravan of Ahlul Bayt reached Kufa. So some of those people who were given dates and bread by Ali, they gave dates and bread to Ahlul Bayt. But very differently. Ali was going to their house in the night without introducing himself and with full respect giving them. But we read that these people were throwing bread and dates for Ahlul Bayt. And Lady Zainab was throwing them back and saying, As-sadaqatu haramun alayna Ahlul Bayt. We are Ahlul Bayt. You are giving us sadaqa and throwing to us. And I say that these people at least gave them bread and dates. There were some people, unfortunately, among the people of Kufa, who had collected stones on their roof. And when they saw that Ahlul Bayt have arrived, they threw those stones towards Karawan of Ahlul Bayt. So this was the reaction of unthankful people. Because of their ignorance. Because of their negligence. Because of not appreciating Ali. A writer says that Ali, unfortunately, was born in an age that people didn't appreciate Ali. If Ali was alive today, maybe we could appreciate him much better. Instead of going to Ali for help, for guidance, for being enlightened, they had very, very crazy questions, very, very silly behaviors. When Imam Ali said, Saluni qabla an tafqiduni, whatever you want, ask me before I leave you. Someone said, How many pieces of hairs are in my face? This is the nature of the people who were in the time of Ali. So, Imam Ali is relieved today. But we must be very sad for the loss that happened in the time of Imam. And also we must not praise ourselves. We must not just blame the people of Kufa. Why? Because in response to that writer who said that if Ali was today, we could appreciate him. I say, today we have Imam Zaman. But because we are not prepared, Imam Zaman is absent. Imam Zaman himself said that it's not causing our absence and not being able to be with you except those bad news that reach us from you. The thing that we nakrahu, we don't like. So, we shouldn't always blame the people of Kufa. Just we should get lesson and apply it to ourselves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, prepare us for the advent of Imam Mahdi alayhi salam and to appreciate the value of having a witness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a live witness. A complete and perfect example of Ali, a perfect example of the Prophet and all the previous Prophets, and that is Imam Mahdi. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the chance to inshallah see Imam Mahdi before inshallah we go. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alamin.